Hey, what's up? My name is Grace, and thanks for tuning in to the GT Young Adults Podcast. We're a community, a part of GT Church in Victoria, BC. We love Jesus and have a passion to learn and live like Him and have a ton of fun doing it. All of the messages and conversations you find here will point you to His truth and His hope, so lean into whatever God wants to speak to you today. Enjoy what you're about to hear, and thanks for listening. and do a quick Sunday recap, kind of a new segment, taking some time to look back at one very specific thought, maybe one point I made or somebody made and really unpack it and look at it in its fullest meaning that we can. Um, This week preached on a very specific passage, but out of that came this thought about busyness and it really just continued to ring true in my heart as I drove home. It kind of just kept like, it's like that thing I couldn't get out of my mind. It's that song you couldn't stop singing. It just kept like playing again and again. And I thought, did I say that right? Did I give people enough credit? Did it come off too harsh? Did it come off not harsh enough? Like, did it really hit home the way it's been hitting home in my own life, in my own uh, heart, in the way Jesus has just been teaching me on it? And so I wanted to unpack the idea of busyness a little bit more for every young adult who's ever thought they're too busy, not busy enough, overlooked, or working too hard, I want you to know that that sermon was absolutely for you, that thought was for you, but when it comes to busyness, there's a few more things, uh, a bit of a deeper look we all need to take. First of all, I just need you to hear this with all of my heart, okay? I know how hard you're working. I know how hard you're working. I see it in so many people. I, You guys know this about me. I cannot stand the stereotype that is millennials and Gen Zs are completely lazy and apathetic. They do nothing to help the world, whatever it is. It's a garbage stereotype that isn't true and does not hold its weight. I see so many of you working tirelessly, working a job, um, supporting a relationship, like moving forward in your career, getting your master's while watching this or having kids. I see you volunteering at church. I know some of you who have like three jobs and are in part-time school. It's, it's incredible. You work hard and I see that and I appreciate that and I value that. And in no way, shape or form that I hope you heard me just say you're lazy and you're t- all you do when it comes to busyness is the Netflix you binge. Listen. That's not what I was getting at. We're busy people. And with that, I know, like every person in the world, we want some downtime. We want to kick back after a long day and enjoy our show with our favorite drink or our favorite snack or whatever it is. I get that. After I preached all day long this week, I preached the 9-11 and the 6. I was so tired. I just wanted to go home, put up my feet. Have a, have, have a drink, whatever it is with my wife. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy some television and not think. I don't want to think anymore. I've been thinking all day. I felt like I've had to be on all day. And it's nice just to relax and be yourself in your own space. So I totally understand that. And I hear that and I value that. My heart is that we would do two things. One, we would recognize where we are truthfully too busy and busy with things that shouldn't, should not be overloading our schedule. And secondly, that we would have a great gospel perspective of what work is so that we know we would understand the space to have margin to make sure that we're Sabbathing and resting well and we're working hard in the areas God is calling us to work hard in. So I just want you to know that one, I want you to know that the busyness is a real problem for sure. I do think it's real. I think there's some, some key components to that, that we should be mindful of. 
there are two books I want to recommend for you when it comes to work and busyness and Sabbath and rest. The first, I already referenced them in the sermon on Sunday, which, listen, this is a, this is a hot book. It's a great read. A lot of you are already reading it, and I love that. It's, it's John Mark Comer's The Ruthless, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's a great book. Um, what's important to note that he writes is this, and I'm going to quote him here. What you give your attention to is the person you become. Put it another way, he says, the mind is the portal to the soul and what you fill your mind with will shape the trajectory of your character. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you give your attention to. Our time is our life and our attention is the doorway to our hearts. Finally, he writes, attention is the beginning of devotion. Now, those are some key quotes from this book and I I need you to know, I think he's right. What you give your attention to is the person you become and if your mind and what you see and what you read and what you consume really contain or enters the portal of the soul, man, that determines a lot of who you are, what you are, your character, and how you respond and love people and act in this world. Finally, he later says this, which is really key. Ultimately, nothing in this life apart from God can satisfy our desires. Our desires. Tragically, we continue to chase after our desires. The result, a chronic state of restlessness. Or worse, he writes, angst, anger, anxiety, anxiety, disillusionment, depression, all of which lead to a life of hurry, a life of busyness, overload, shopping, materialism, careerism, which eventually can spiral out of control. Guys, I want you to be concerned if you feel really busy and overloaded. I want you to look at your schedule, and we'll hit that in a minute. I want you to take time and think about the areas you, you volunteer and you work in and you give your time to. We do not want to get to the place of hurry and busyness and overload and depression and angst and anxiety. God has not called us to live that way. Jesus did not live that way. And it would be important to to take kind of a self-inventory of that. In the same breath, I want you to know, I think working hard is vital and key to a Christian life and what God calls us to. Timothy Keller writes a great book called Every Good Endeavor. And it's this idea where he he tries to connect your work to God's work. And he, he says this, and I think it's, it's actually pretty powerful. In short, work, and lots of it, he writes, is an indispensable component in any meaningful human life. He says this, It is a supreme gift from God and one of the main things that gives our life purpose. But it must play its proper role, subservient to God. It must regularly give way not just to work stoppage for bodily repair, but also joyful reception. What he's really getting at is this, Work cannot be your idol because it can become an idol. It has to be the second thing, or not the second thing, but even below the Lord because it should not just be like, I don't know, work, 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 stop, work, 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 stop. But they're also what he's writing. It should be a joyful reception to all the ordinary things that is work. Many of you, your teachers, your nurses, your your tech guys, your tech girls, your like whatever, your YouTube famous, your musicians, your artists, your you work at a coffee shop, you're in school, you're a counselor. Those things should bring joy. Now work is hard, right? And I talked about how busyness can is quite literally m- might be our our Western culture's biggest spiritual burden. What it meant by that is like a wall that we have not been able to break through that stops us from having a meaningful relationship with the Lord. So what am I saying? I'm saying all these things. I'm saying work hard. Yeah. I'm saying be careful of your busyness. Absolutely. I'm also asking you to be careful that you're not so busy. You can't make time for Jesus. Right. And I think we all know that 
That's not a new thought. That's not a new big idea. We know this to be true. So what do we do? What do I really mean by this? How do I finish up this recap? Busyness is a problem. There is a time where we need to take some self inventory and ask ourselves, do I have margin in my life that if something was to go wrong or have to take an extra shift or got to over, like put more onto my plate for a season, I'm ready for it. Or am I so overloaded that I can't even make time to pray or to call a friend or get to group or to just enjoy the blessings of friendship that God has given me, whatever it may be. Here's what I would encourage you to do. Here's one step. Maybe you need to pick up either one of these books because your, your, your overview or your, your view of work and busyness and rushing and hurrying and hustling and whatever it is, is a bit skewed right now. Maybe that's the first step, but your second step, I would encourage you to do this. And this has been a life changing for me to schedule your life in ways of energy and not just in ways of time. I can't remember who, who, who said this. I saw at a conference. It might be Kerry Newhoff who said this. And I don't want to steal his line, but you schedule your life in ways of energy, not in ways of time. Meaning you look at you, you actually practically do this young adults. You get a piece of paper, you write down your week, you write down your schedule Monday through Sunday. You put in the things that you have already in place. You have work, you have school potentially. Maybe you have a family dinner you always do or a friend's night out or you have church when you're serving, etc. And then you ask yourself, what are my hopes and ambitions? What are the things I know I need? So if that's your devotion time, meaningful devotion and relationship with Jesus. Well, I'll just, I'll just put that on the end on Friday night. No, you won't. You've worked all week long. You're so tired. You're going to go out with friends. And then you think you're going to add your devos to it. No, no, no. Here's how you actually do it. The things that matter most get your best energy. So scrap the whole schedule, right? You look at your schedule and say, where are my best? What am I most energized? Some of you are morning people. You're up at 5.30 hours before you even get to work. And that's your best thinking time, your most creative time. Well, if you want to write, if you want to pray to the Lord, if you want to have you know, meaningful time with Jesus, maybe you give him your best moments of energy, not just the time slot that's open. My wife knows. I love I, there's certain parts of the day that I'm great. And one of my worst parts of my day is coming home from work at like four to six. I'm stressed. I'm thinking about work. Maybe I didn't get enough done. I just picked up Bowman, whatever it is. That is not a time for meaningful conversation. Okay. That's a time to make dinner, get some food and this hangry guy or this hangry lady or this hangry family. All of us need food. And then we sit down and our best moments are when the kids are asleep it's like 8.15, the shows aren't on yet, and that's when we talk and we enjoy and we laugh and we and we recap our day. That's where I get energy again. Or first thing in the morning or lunchtime at work, give me a call, I'm ready. Like Find the moments where your energy is best. Give God that time slot and then fill in your gaps. Then schedule other things and create a space where you have margin. Sabbath, Saturday, Friday, Put away your phone. Just go off social media for a day. Delete the app. Do not become so busy that going to God is a burden. But find places and moments when your energy is high so that you actually receive the blessing that is a relationship with Jesus. The blessing that is. And yeah, it's going to be some work. You might be a little more physically tired because you got up 30 minutes, but you know your energy will be great. Great. Get that awesome pour over all you coffee snobs. I know it's there. Enjoy God. Enjoy that blessing. Enjoy the work that he's put you on this earth to do. 
and you're not you're gonna feel a lot less busy and anxious and a lot more blessed a lot more full a lot more excited and full of anticipation of what is ahead so to recap i know you guys are busy and you deserve that downtime absolutely i know you're working hard i see it and i believe it and i know it also let's not fill our time and minds with things that create anxiety let's not just create a pattern of downtime which means hours and hours of netflix Let's ask ourselves, when is my energy high? How do I make time for Jesus there, not just in my low moments? And where can I begin to Sabbath and Sabbath well? Love you guys so much. Praying for you this week. Enjoy this week. God has something great for you. Bye for now.